give the Lord the praise she so richly and rightfully deserved, for this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare to get started, as far as our worship experience is concerned, for all of those that are watching us online, on Facebook, on Vimeo, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room on our church website, welcome to St. Paul Online, our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So real quick, we want to invite you to share this experience with others. If you're watching us on Facebook, share to your personal timeline. You can also tag those whom you want to invite to the post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and text the link of this service to your personal network. If you're in the chat room on our church website, click on the invite button in your chat window. Share this experience with others. Also, we would love for you if you're in on YouTube, Facebook, or our church website, if you would, uh, just put in the chat where you're watching us from, what city and state you're watching us from. We want to celebrate, and we want to thank God for you. Amen? Do me a favor, and if you would, let's put our hands together. Brother Bailey Felton Jones is going to come and lead us in worship this morning. And uh, he's going to introduce all the others. Oh, we could do a whole lot better than that. Our... Young people are going to bless us this morning. Good morning, church. The scripture says we are to bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually come from my mouth. On this Graduate Sunday, we have the opportunity to praise his name together. I am grateful and thankful to be back in the house of the Lord once again. O oh, magnify the Lord with me as we exalt him together and we prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Please join the choir in the opening song, Nothing But the Blood, followed by our scripture reading from Lee Campbell. And our graduates will also be coming in. seated. You may be seated. Please welcome Lee Campbell to lead us in scripture.
sins, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. this morning is Philippians chapter 1 uh, verse 3 I'm reading from the new international version I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ 
to the glory and praise of God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for everyone gathered in your house on this graduate Sunday. Thank you for another opportunity to praise and worship your name. Through all the trials of this year, we thank you for keeping your promise to cover and protect us. As we surrender ourselves in adoration to you, we welcome you into this space. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come fill our hearts with your love. Fill this space with your presence. Thank you for allowing us to walk in our purpose according to your will for our lives. Equip us with all we need to do your work and bring you glory. All these prayers and more we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, 
so richly deserved. How many of y'all know that he loves you with no greater love than only he can give? 
Oh, I think we can do a whole lot better than that. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate our brothers. Thank you to our male chorus ensemble for blessing us with their gift of song. Good morning. Let me try that one more time. Good morning. Good morning. This is graduation Sunday and we want to celebrate our graduates from high school, trade school, uh, community college, uh, colleges and universities with bachelor, master, and a doctoral degrees. And we are excited uh, that they are present with us today. Uh, our young graduates have been leading us in worship. And can you help me to celebrate them at this time for Bailey Jones and Lee Campbell and soon Trinity Benjamin will be leading us in prayer. I'm going to ask that deacon in training, Sister Grimes, will come. She's going to provide leadership for us at this moment as far as this portion of our worship experience is concerned. Good morning, St. Paul. It is an honor to stand before you today to present the graduating class of 2022. In a moment, we will highlight the accomplishments of our disciples who have graduated from high school, college, and those who have received their master's and or doctorate who will be hooded by Reverend Scott. Before that, I would like to recognize any of our younger disciples for their academic achievements. If we have students who will be transitioning to first grade, sixth grade, and or high school in the fall, will you please stand at this time? Thank you, and we wish you the best of luck. Now we will continue with our graduates. We're going to recognize our high school graduates first. Trinity Nicole Benjamin, daughter of, the daughter of Ted and Shakina Benjamin, is a graduate of Independence High School and will be attending North Carolina A&T University in the fall. Trinity will major in mathematics to work as an accountant after graduation. Lee Campbell, son of Lee and Sabrina Campbell, is a graduate of Julius Chambers High School. Lee was also a member of the St. Paul Baptist Church Troop Scout 25 and earned the highest degree of Eagle Scout. His, his future plans include attending Western Carolina University, where he will major in computer science. Camille Frankie Davis, daughter of Ivy Franklin, is a graduate of Mallard Creek High School. Camille will be attending North Carolina A&T University in Greensboro to pursue a degree in nursing. Anaya Ray Dobson. Okay. 
Anaya Ray Dobson, daughter of Nalaja Dobson, is a graduate of Mallard Creek High School. Anaya will be attending University of North Carolina at Greensboro in the fall with plans to major in pathology and audiology. Bela Felton-Jones, son of Wilbert and Veronica Jones, is a graduate of Philip O'Berry Academy of Technology. Baylor's future plans include attending Elizabeth City University's aviation program, receiving his commercial and private pilot's licenses. Caden Demarcus Truesdale, son of Nakisha Truesdale, is a graduate of Charlotte Country Day School. His future plans include attending CPCC for a year before transferring to Appalachian State in Boone, North Carolina. Albert Vincent Pate II graduated from Ohio Christian University with a Bachelor of Arts degree. His plan is to enroll in a seminary program to pursue a Master of Divinity. At this time, Pastor, we're going to announce all of our master degree candidates along with doctorate degrees. All right. Let me take a picture real quick. Erica Elaine Minor, daughter of Reverend Victor Dabney and Minister Pamela Dabney, graduated summa cum laude with, from Hood Theological Seminary in Salisbury, North Carolina, with a Master's of Divinity. Her future plans include continuing her stewardship at St. Paul Baptist Church, supporting Pastor Scott and her St. Paul family. Bria Vante Lewis, daughter of Daniel and Sharon Lewis, graduated cum laude from North Carolina Central University in Durham, North Carolina, with a master's degree in school administration. She is seeking a school administration or math coaching position to continue her work in public education.
Mary Stevenson, graduated from Queens University in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a Master of Science in Nursing Administration. She will continue her work in the healthcare field, providing quality service to her patients. Veronica Wallace, daughter of Martha Wallace, graduated from South University with a Master of Science in Criminal Justice, which she plans to use for future employment endeavors. Veronica also received the Red, White, and Blue Military Veteran Honor Cord, which she is wearing today. We also want to recognize Tia Reed, daughter of Deacons Prince and Deborah Reed, graduated from the University of South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina, with her Juris Doctorate degree. She is currently studying for the bar exam as she wants to pursue a career in civil or criminal law and was unable to be with us today in service. Minister D'Angelo Dia. Oh, Reverend D'Angelo Dia. Oh, Reverend Dr. D'Angelo Dia. <laughs> Reverend Dr. Dia graduated from Union Presbyterian Seminary in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a degree, a doctorate degree in ministry. Dr. Dia was the recipient of the Yvette Wilkes Scholarship, graduating with a perfect 4.0. He will continue his work as the Director of Admissions at Union Presbyterian Seminary. Congratulations. At this time, we will present our scholarships. The Deacon Family Ministry Scholarship will be presented by Deacon Ted Pearson and Deacon Warren Mitchell. Morning. Since we just got one mic, I'm going to let Warren use the mic. <laughs> yeah, I put you under the bus. Come on. 
Good morning. Uh, our recipients uh, will be naming received uh, scholarships from the Dickens Fernand Ministry. We have three recipients. One of those recipients received $2,000 uh, based on the number of recipients we had that applied for the scholarships. So Warren will provide you with the names of those subjects. Thanks, Brother Ted. The recipients are uh, Reverend Jeffrey Stevenson, If you are here, would you please stand? Okay, the pastor said, come on down. Stand down front, right over there. And turn around. Our second receiving was uh, Minister Eric, Eric Edwards. Eric will pro was probably traveling back to D.C. He has a what, Daddy? He's, at, he's in training at Alpha Street. So he's at Alpha Street this morning. Thank you. And our last recipient is uh, Sister Raven Gaddis. So that you won't worry where the checks are, checks are in the mail. At this time, Brother Eric Thompson will present the Men of Valor Scholarship. Good morning, St. Paul. All right, so first, will all the men of valor please stand? Pass you the first one to jump up. There we go. All right, all right. So, um, first, I'm going to throw out we have meetings every second Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. We do it on Zoom so you don't have to leave your house. We would like to start having young men ages 15 years old and up start joining us. Mothers, please get these boys in there. We do a lot of teaching as far as financial stuff, uh, just men stuff, how to navigate through life so they don't get 20 and are still trying to learn things they should have learned. So please have them join us. All right, so uh, Proverbs 27:17, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. All right, so... Our $1,000 scholarship recipient this year will be Lee Campbell. 
$1,000. All right, he is a freshman playing football at Western Carolina University and is majoring in computer science. His goal is to have a high-paying job. Yes, we all want that. <laughs> but a high-paying job that he likes and wants to get more than a bachelor's degree in the future. He is also an Eagle Scout by way of St. Paul Baptist Church. And he aspires to give back one day. A young lady who is a graduate of Mallet Creek High School will be attending the University of North Carolina at Greensboro in the fall. She plans to major in speech pathology and audiology. Our 2022 recipient of the Catherine Lena Moss Memorial Scholarship in the amount of $1,000 will be awarded to Anaya Dobson. Come on down. Good morning. So uh, the Academic Resource General Scholarship is awarded to a disciple we have watched grow up in the church and develop into a confident, forthright young adult who shared that his father is his role model because he leads by example, which inspires him. The general scholarship in the amount of $2,000 is awarded to Bela Jones. was dedicated as a baby in 2004 and she was baptized at the age of 10 in St. Paul Baptist Church. She has participated in many ministries within the church. Some of them include Shekinah Glory Praise Team, the St. Paul Children's Choir, the uh, Youth Adult mu Music Ministry, and she has served as a youth usher briefly. Excuse me. Before the pandemic, she and her brother were in a band that was called Benjamin's Love, and they went to different festivals and ministered via music to different communities around the state. 
Before the pandemic, she was a, a varsity basketball player at her high school, but after the pandemic, she still decided she wanted to be a positive role model in her community and her school, and she was crowned the Fall 2021 Homecoming Queen. She was a member of the yearbook committee and a member of the student council. She, is, she was accepted to several colleges, including Howard University, Georgia State University, and University of North Carolina at Greensboro. But she has decided to pursue her studies at the University of North Carolina A&T State, excuse me, North Carolina A&T State University and be a major in mathematics, where she hopes to go into accounting and possibly eventually apply to law school. It is my pleasure to present Ms. Trinity Nicole Benjamin with the Gwendolyn Williamson Scholarship of $2,500. Can we please have one more round of applause for all of our scholarship recipients, as well as all of our graduates of St. Paul Baptist Church. On behalf of the Academic Resource Ministry, we would like to thank Reverend Scott and Reverend Monica for their unyielding support, leadership, and guidance. I would also like to thank the members of the Academic Resource Ministry who have worked alongside me to ensure today was a celebration that honored God for the work that he has done in the lives of our graduates. I appreciate each one of you for your strength and dedication to the ministry. Last, graduates, I would like to leave you with the word of inspiration as you continue the path that God has set before you. Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 8. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. The key word in this scripture is heart. The heart is not only the organ that pumps blood through your body, but it also holds emotions like love, joy, hope, pride, sadness, courage, loneliness, fear, and anger because it is the center of where choices are made. Remember to keep God at the center of your heart, for when it is time to make difficult or challenging decisions that life presents, listen for that still, quiet voice that will touch your heart, regulate your spirit, and guide you on the right path. Congratulations to everyone. We, your St. Paul family, are proud of you. Can we give our academic resource ministry another round of applause? 
Thank you, Deacon in Training, Tanya Grimes, and to all that serve with her. I want all of those that are part of the Academic Resource Ministry, would you please stand? Would you please stand? Let's give God praise for them. Thank you so very much for your your hard work, your hard work. Thank you so very much. Um, I'm not going to share all the things that I want, that I have as far as observations are concerned. I just want to lift up just a couple of things. Uh, on July 10th, it's going to be our annual Family and Friends Sunday, and we're also going to be ordaining our deacons in training. I'm going to ask if any deacon in training, if you are present, would you please stand so that people will see who will be ordained on the second Sunday of July. Amen. 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 Our guest preacher is going to be the Reverend Dr. Marvin McMickle. And uh, we're going to have reserved seating for our deacons in training and our deacons. If you have family outside of your household that wants to be here, they will not be seated with you. But you let them know that they can come because I'm going to have special seating for our deacons in training. And keep in mind that you will not be able to wait in the lobby for your group to gather. Uh, gather outside, come in together. And when you arrive, let the ushers know how many is in your party so you can be seated. There will not be any special promotion or seating as far as your guests are concerned. They have to get in where they can fit in. Um, amen. Also on that Sunday, we're going to have a mobile blood drive here at the church from 9 to 2 p.m. And that mobile bus will be on Allen Street in front of the youth sanctuary. Um, last Sunday, and I want you all to hear me very uh, closely on this. Last Sunday, as uh, many people were going out, going through the front door, um, there was a group of people who decided to protest outside our sanctuary. And I don't know if they're going to come back today, but they are a group of what is called black Hebrew Israelites. And they are going across the country, engaging African-American churches um, and trying to do their own public teaching. Now, as a point of clarification, um, they are not black Jews, nor are they Jews of color. Uh, this is what is called a um, black religious uh, experience that they want to ascribe to. Hear me and hear me well, and I want you to hear my heart. If they come back uh, and they, you know, screaming and shouting at you, treat them as persona non gratis. Um, yeah, just aren't you going to your car? Then go to your car. Amen. I'm going to teach you what the Lord will have for you to do through the St. Paul Church. And you don't need to be trying to get that polluted with some folks who don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I didn't stutter. Don't engage in open debates because for some, they will confuse you. This is why, hear me and hear me well, I preach and teach the way that I do with focus on doctrine so that you will at least be able to understand why you believe what you believe and stand on it. All right? So, um, if, if, if you don't come to Sunday school, if you don't come to Bible study, if you don't come to church consistently, they will twist you up because they have things that will tickle your ear, but it is so far from Scripture. So, if they come back, you know, 
and they engage, you know, want to engage you, just keep on going to your car. Now, if they touch you, the police is out there, and you tell them that they're messing with you. But if they don't touch you, they just holler, just keep on going to your car and go get you some brunch. Some of y'all going to have mimosas and stuff. Y'all going to do what y'all going to do. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I just also, before we get ready to um, have uh, Trinity to come lead us in prayer, I want to say something um, about a couple of things that happened, that took place as far as Supreme Court is concerned on, on this past week. Um, one was dealing with um, the right to carry guns as far as states not being able to really control the rights to carry guns. And then the next day they come out with the notion that states have the right to tell women what they could do with their bodies. Talking about judicial cognitive dissonance. Uh, it is absolutely astounding. Now, I want you to hear me and I want you to hear me well what I'm getting ready to say. Um, all life is sacred. All life is sacred. From the womb to the tomb, life is sacred. And I really wrestle with the fact that we have folks that are pro-birth, but when the child come here, don't want to do all the things necessary to take care of the child. Now, if you are anti-abortion, if you're not pro-choice, don't have one. Don't, 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 don't have one. Um, the, the shifting cultural landscape is going to be interesting. Don't, don't have one. But, but I, 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 want, I want to connect some dots for you real quick. Um, as your pastor, I am pro-life personally. I am pro-choice politically. And what do I mean by that? I believe that whatever a woman decides to do with her body is between God and her doctor. Okay? Um, I, I am pro-life in the sense that uh, I'm glad my mother, when she got pregnant with me, did not abort me. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm so glad about that. But I think that God has created us to be agents, free moral agents with the power of choice. And your choice is your choice. Now, what I want you all to understand, if you don't connect the political dots, you're going to miss it. The, the, see, this, this is deeper than just Roe versus Wade. That if they can roll back Roe versus Wade... They can roll back Brown versus Board of Education. And God knows they're trying to roll back your voting rights. And they may even try to take us back to Plessy versus Ferguson. You, you, see, 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 you got to be sophisticated enough, if I can use that word, sophisticated enough to, to, to be able to connect the dots. And you got to understand that sometimes when it comes to these elections, your, your election, your vote counts. Donald Trump 
is the most consequential president in the last 100 years for the worse. And we have folks who didn't vote for Hillary by virtue of the fact that y'all didn't like the way she did some things. Don't you know how to distinguish between the lesser of two evils? Now, I ain't telling y'all how to vote because you're going to do whatever you want to anyway. And I ain't, you know, because it's craziness in the Democratic Party as well as in the Republican Party. But I want you to start being more discerning and more, more sophisticated when it comes to voting. And, and, and understand this, that, that, that every election, local, state, and national, you need to participate. Okay? Because elections have consequences. And let me say this before I get ready to have Trinity come lead us in prayer. Everybody that's your skin ain't your kin. Y'all can apply that however you want. All right. Okay. Um, Trinity, would you get ready to come? Let me share a couple of prayer concerns. I want us to lift up the family of Elizabeth Hines, the mother of disciple Martha Hines, um, whose services were held yesterday in Rockingham. We want to lift up the family of disciple Priscilla Rooks. Uh, her services were here Friday. We continue to lift up disciple Alan Thomas, the family of disciple Alan Thomas, uh, the husband of uh, disciple Aline Thomas. His services were a week or so ago. And then the family of Sister Margaret Alexander, the mother of Deacon Alfred Alexander, um, as they continue to, to process their grief to her. We want to lift up Oscar Frazier, Sister Yvonne Pettis, Brother Anthony Farr, Crystal Truesdale, and our pastor emeritus, Reverend Dr. Paul Drummond and Lady Thomasina Drummond. And there'll be names scrolling up and down the list as far as that's concerned. And whatever prayer concerns you have, we ask that you will bring them to the Lord in prayer. Trinity, if you would, lift us up in prayer at this time. Please bow your heads and close your eyes. Thank you, Lord, for this special day, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for gathering friends and family here to praise you, and we bless your name, Lord. I pray for the sick, the shut-in, the lonely, and the hurting, Lord, as well. Send your comfort, Lord. Send your peace. Send your love to touch anybody here that is going through anything that is... Um, blocking them from your blessings, Lord, from your purpose for them to enjoy the life that you created for them, Lord. I pray for everything. I pray for the, the homeless, for everyone that's here that is going through anything, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done, Lord, again. And we love you, Lord. Send loving and your love to allow anyone to forgive those in their life forgive themselves as well lord and in your name lord we praise you in his name amen amen if you believe that god is answering your prayer can you give god praise at this time thank you trinity thank you trinity amen amen it's time to give let's give god praise for the wonderful opportunity to give back to the lord 
And uh, at this time, as we prepare to give, there are several ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. The first way you can give is by either mailing your check or money order to the church at 1401 Alice Street, Charlotte, North Carolina 28205, or dropping off your check, cash, or money order here at the church. And if you decide to do that, call the church first to make sure someone is here to receive your offering at 704-334-5309. Another way you can give is uh, online through our website, through either ACS or Church Life. You can also give through the app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app from your app store. Search for St. Paul Baptist Church. Connect to your favorite credit card. And in three clicks, you can give. If you have a physical offering in the church this morning, there's a basket on the row in front of you. And at the appropriate time, you can drop your offering in that basket and our account team and ushers will receive it. So as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer, if you would, if you're able, uh, take your offering, place it in your right hand, lift to the sky. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you today for what we have sown into our young people through scholarship. And Lord, we pray right now you will help us to replenish what we are giving out. As far as how we are raising money for the Charlotte Rescue Mission, continue to lay upon the hearts of those who are given to that project so that we can reach our goal of $50,000 to bless them with their new building. Thank you, God, that we've already raised nearly $5,400. We're well on our way. God, if you would, consecrate these offerings. Bless those who are tithing and giving offering. Bless those who are giving something. And then, God, for those who feel like they don't have to give anything, as we would say back in Mississippi, tenderize their hearts and turpentine their minds until they understand they can't beat you giving, no matter how hard they try. Take these gifts and use them in your way. And bless us all in a Godful manner. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For those who have fisk offering, if you would, just drop your offering in the basket in front of you. And our account team will receive it. It is, at this particular time, my joy to introduce our guest preacher for the hour. Um, he is a son of Mississippi. He is a graduate of Jackson State University, where he earned a business, a bachelor degree in business administration. He earned a master degree from Emory University Catholic School of Theology, and he earned a doctoral degree in ministry from Duke University Divinity School. He is none other than the Reverend Dr. Kevin R. Muriel, and he is coming to bless us with the word from the Lord today. Dynamic preacher, sought after speaker, we are blessed to have someone of his magnitude and his stature to bless us today. His doctoral dissertation was titled Unveiling Racism, Racial Reconciliation and a Heterogeneous Model for, Afri for American Christian Life, took strategies during the Mississippi Church Visit Campaign of 1964. He has already authored two books, his latest book, Breaking the Color Barrier, um, a vision for church growth through racial reconciliation was named the 2015 hot new release book on Amazon. And it also addresses the need for churches to engage as far as racial reconciliation in society. Started preaching when he was about 18 years old and the Lord has allowed for him to accumulate many attributes and accolades. 
He is married to Dr. Ashley Muriel, and I'm going to ask that she would stand at this time. Amen. And they're the proud parents of Scarlett Grace and Anderson Blake. His motto is to live God, love God, follow God, and in all things stay true to the course. So I want to again introduce our preacher for today, the Reverend Dr. Kevin R. Muriel. I'm going to ask that you all would extend your right hand toward the pulpit and repeat after me. Dr. Muriel, preach the word. Dr. Muriel, preach the word. Let the Holy Ghost have his way. Preach, preach. Now, if you need a word from heaven, holler back at him. Preach. Amen. Put those hands together. After our male chorus blesses us with the song, the next voice you will hear will be that of our preacher for the hour. Lord 
is the day that the Lord has made. And I don't know about you, but is there anybody that can join me in rejoicing and be glad in it? For I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Oh, don't play with me. Are you glad that God woke you up this morning? Are you glad God started you on your way? Come on, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve our God with gladness. Come on into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto God and bless God's name. For the Lord is good, for his mercies are everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Is there anybody God has fought one battle for you this week? And you don't just mind giving him a praise in this place because you know he's done enough. If he doesn't do anything else, he's done enough. He's healed enough bodies. He's made enough ways. Opened enough doors. Has God brought anybody through a pandemic and you're just glad to be back on your pew early this Sunday morning to give our God glory. To God be the glory. Ah, great things our God has done. Ooh, it's just good to be in church this morning. And we give God thanks for all of the blessings that our God continues to bestow upon us. My friends, grace and peace be unto each of you from God, who is indeed our Father, Jesus the Christ, who is our Lord, with the power and the presence of God's Holy Spirit. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place on today as we have celebrated these graduates. Can we bless God one more time for all these young people who have matriculated? Somebody had a grandmother, a mother that was praying, a father somewhere that was praying for you. The reason that you have made it thus far is because people still pray. And we give God praise for that. I want to just first say a word of deep gratefulness and gratitude to you, the St. Paul Church, just for your hospitality and just for this invitation. And I have to say a word of thanks and gratitude to my Mississippi brother, your pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert Charles Scott. Can we praise God for this anointed, powerful pastor, man of God? Oh, come on. You can do better than that. Can I tell you, you don't just have a pastor. You have a leader. There are a lot of people that can preach, but not many people can lead. And in times like this, as you come through a pandemic, you've had a consistent God sent leader. And so you should give God thanks every day for your pastor. I, I joke around often and tell, you know, there are a few places on earth that are blessed uh, to have to have pastors uh, like like Pastor Scott, because primarily because he's from Mississippi. And, and that, that means something, but not just because he's from Mississippi, because he also went to Jackson State University. And that everybody is blessed to have a pastor that went to the I love Jackson State University, the greatest HBCU this side of the Jordan River. Uh, and so knowing that he has matriculated at such a great institution, I am so thankful for his friendship. And you as well should be grateful for his leadership. Amen. To his... 
wife and his beautiful daughter, just a wonderful time celebrating uh, just relationship and family on yesterday evening. It was a wonderful opportunity. Thank you, sir, for your kind hospitality uh, to my wife and I. And I've got to take a moment to lift up my queen, the greatest gift God has ever given to me, and Dr. Ashley Miro. Baby, can you stand one more time? Just let everybody celebrate you. And I'm so, so thankful that you are with me today. God bless you. Uh, we've got some friends who are here uh, with us who are from the Charlotte area. Uh, I want to first uh, say thanks be to God to our dear friend who is actually actually Ashley's roommate uh, in graduate school, uh, Harriet Lampkin, who is attorney Harriet Lampkin, who is here with us. Harriet, would you just raise your hand, wave your hand at us? So grateful that you are worshiping with us today. And all the way from uh, South, uh, excuse me, North Carolina. Uh, we have my wonderful assistant, Judy Roberson Butts, who is here with her husband, Jacob, this morning. And so grateful that y'all are here uh, with us. They are from Charlotte. So glad to be, uh, have you guys here with us today. And to this outstanding choir, can we bless God for these men who have blessed us this morning? Ah, to God be the glory. Y'all, I'm excited to share this word with you. And as we go before... Lord, to hear what thus says the Lord, go to God in prayer with me, if you would. Most gracious and loving God, for this day we give you thanks. It is always a joy to come into your presence with singing and worship and fellowship. And now, God, as we gather to hear the word. We pray that you would speak by the power of your Holy Spirit. Our prayer is simple, O oh God, that you would have your way. Take my head, my heart, my mind, my mouth. They are yours. Use them for your glory. We thank you for this moment that you will speak and we will listen. In Jesus' holy name we pray. And the people of God said amen and amen. Acts chapter 3 in your Bibles, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, as we are still in the season of Pentecost, Acts chapter 3, beginning at verse number 1, concluding with verse number 6. I want to read these verses in your hearing. If you've been to Sunday school any time in your life, I'm sure at some point you've heard this very powerful story of a move of the Holy Spirit of a healing at a man called the Gate of Beautiful. The Bible records in Acts chapter 3, beginning at verse number 1, it says, And one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a man lame from birth was being carried in. Now people would lay him daily at the gate of the temple, called the beautiful gate, so that he could ask for alms or for money. From those entering the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, into the church, he asked them for alms. And Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. Family, it's at verse number four that I want to focus our time together. It says, and Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, look at us. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of God's holy word. If you would just do me a favor and play preacher for a moment and turn to your neighbor with your mask on. And as you got your mask on, if you would just look at your neighbor this morning and do me a favor, just tell a neighbor, oh neighbor, look at me now. And that neighbor didn't get it. Turn to your other neighbor because they don't know you're giving them a day sermon topic. Don't look up here at me, but look at them and just say, neighbor, after all I've gone through, look at me now. Come on, somebody give God praise right about there. Look at me now. A peccary is a medium-sized pig-like mammal that is found mostly in the southwestern parts of the United States of America. This small pig-like mammal was once reported by the Arizona Sheriff's Office was causing some trouble one night. There was a report from the Arizona Sheriff's Office regarding a deputy who had responded to a call and found the animal inside of a Subaru wagon. Now, according to local residents, the hatchback of the car had been left open overnight, causing this small little pig-like mammal to jump inside of the vehicle in an attempt to eat a bag of Cheetos that had been left on the front passenger seat. Once inside, however, the hatch of the car closed. And unfortunately, the closing of the hatchback frightened this little pig-like animal. It caused it to completely tear apart the entire dashboard, passenger and driver's seat, in an attempt to escape from the environment. It also inadvertently shifted the car into neutral, which then rolled down the driveway into the street. Now, upon arriving to the scene, the deputy released the animal safely, but ultimately learned a very valuable lesson on that day that I share with you. That is the reason the peccary created so much chaos inside of the car. It's because he was drawn to something that would trap him in a place he was never meant to be in. That's not just true for this little pig-like mammal. It's not just true for a peccary trapped inside of a Subaru being drawn into a place in an environment 
causing and creating chaos because it's never supposed to be there. But I want to suggest to each of us, especially these graduates who are here, those of you who are watching online are seated right before me in this sanctuary. That is one of the great tactics of Satan is to use what was never meant for you to draw you into a place that will trap you so that your destiny is destroyed as a result. And I believe there are some folks here at St. Paul who are not afraid to testify that at some point in your life, you have been in that moment drawn into a place where the enemy has tried to trap you in a circumstance or a season. And you found that that thing turned chaotic because you realized you were never supposed to be there in the first place. And I've come to tell somebody that the enemy wants to trap you in the box of depression. So that you never experience the fullness of the joy of the Lord in your life. I've come to tell you that the enemy wants to trap you in the box of complacency. So you never experience the height of excellence. I want to tell you that the enemy, for some of y'all, just wants to trap you in the box of drama. Y'all got to talk to me this morning. I'm used to being in church. Drama here, drama there, drama everywhere. And you find yourself filled with a life of drama because that's where the enemy wants to trap you so that you never experience rewarding relationships. And I want to tell you that on the surface level, that's the bad news. That is the bad news. But that's why you come to church because you come to church to hear the good news. Uh, uh, the good news is the enemy often plays his hand too early. And that's why you've got to recognize whenever you find yourself trapped in moments in life where your joy is not present, where you feel as if relationships, promising relationships are few, when you find yourself not experiencing the rewards of your journey, and when you just find yourself mentally unstable, out of control, and emotionally broken up, I want to tell you that is God's signal to you that that is not God's will for your life. And that is exactly where the enemy is trying to trap you. How do I know it's not God's will for your life? I am so glad you asked. It's because when you read in your Bible, the good news in the gospel of John says these very pertinent words in John uh, chapter number eight. It says these words and whom the son sets free is free indeed. Somebody missed your shout. I'm just in in the genesis of the sermon, but I've just come to tell you, if you ever find yourself trapped in a place of complacency, trapped in a box of a steam issues, trapped in a place where you know the enemy has drawn you to and it was never God's will or God's intent for you to be there, just utter these words, I am not supposed to be here because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Does anybody still believe in Jesus? Let me just ask that. Do you still believe that when you were born with the price on Calvary's cross that when the son sets you free, he sets you free indeed. That, 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 is, that is the reality of many of our lives. It is because when you start to understand the tactics of Satan, then you know how to resist Satan. 
And I want to tell you that if, in fact, you have found yourself today in this place, recognizing that God has set you free, you realize that you didn't go to school all these years to be bound in a box. You, you hadn't come to church all these consecutive, consecutive Sundays and heard all this good preaching and all this good teaching to be bound in a box. You hadn't prayed all that you've prayed to the East in order to be bound in a box. No, you will not be bound by guilt and shame because Jesus has set you free. And if you came to church today for a word, here is your word. You will be free. And the freer you become, sometimes people don't know how to receive you because you look differently than you did when you were bound. Oh, God. And that brings us to our text right here in this post-Pentecost experience of Peter and John who come to this gate called Beautiful in Acts chapter Number three, he has, Jesus is destroying the box that the enemy has set up for this man who has been at this gate. This is what's happening in Acts chapter three as they arrive around three o'clock p.m. in the afternoon and they see this paralyzed man at the entrance of the gate to the temple and he is begging for money. You, you, you know, you know what people begging for money look like. We were in Uptown last night, had a good meal in Uptown, and we saw people asking for alms, money. Some of y'all may have been there. And as you are witnessing the very reality that people need alms, it should bring you closer to the gate with this man to recognize that this gentleman is not doing anything unlike we've seen before. But the reality is it's a bad situation for this guy. Because Luke is really attempting to show that this brother is not just asking for alms, but he is trying to show that he really could not do anything for himself. Not only is he a beggar, but he's also paralyzed. No health coverage. Only every day being brought to the temple. Watch this by they. Now the text doesn't share with us who they are. It just says in Acts chapter 3, verse 2, they. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called beautiful so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. There is no indication who that they are. We can only speculate who they are. That's why you always got to be careful of your they. And I'll be honest with you, friends. I, I used to not like these they. I used to not like these people because I thought. If you bring in somebody to the same place every day, shouldn't you be able to do more for them? And then Dr. Scott, I, I, the spirit of God convicted me and said, you are approaching this from your 21st century westernized, often privileged perspective. Considering that people actually have more to give. 
Spirit said to me, Kevin, you don't know the condition of the day. You understand the condition of him. But you don't know the condition of the they. Maybe they were poor. And maybe the only thing they could do or commit to doing was for them to drop this man off every day to the temple, hoping that the people who were going inside the place of worship to worship God would do something that they could not and the they could have just given him a ride that's why every now and then you can't look down on the they because the day they did all that they could do and they brought him to the place where we should have been able to pick up the slack help me holy ghost so so i don't look down as much on the they because here it is at some point the they have helped you and i has anybody ever had somebody just to give you a ride? Has anybody ever had somebody to give you an encouraging word? They couldn't bankroll your next business, but they could call you and say, girl, keep on going. They could not hook you up with anybody, but they can say, I'm praying for that relationship. Is there anybody that can give God glory just for the they? Just, just for the they. The they are important because the they lift up for us how oftentimes God will use people that you often least expect in the seasons in which you least expect to help you get to places that you couldn't get by yourself. And my friends, I want to tell you, this speaks to us. Number one about the power of divine placement it talks to us about the power of divine placement because this man was brought to this place every day to ask alms. And then there would be one day in post Pentecostal experience that Peter and John would show up to a gate and he is there. He was brought there by they, but he is brought to the right place at the right time to get exactly what he needs from the right man. And that is Jesus. Don't you ever think that where you are in this life, life is a mistake because of divine placement. I've come to tell somebody that God has you right where you are in this season on purpose so that God can divinely place you so that God can divinely bless you. And hear this, God will often divinely place us in positions at the right time at the right place in the right season so that God can move on your behalf. Come here right quick. I'm talking to somebody right over here. That's why you shouldn't despise the place that you're in right now. I know what you've been praying for. Lord, just get me up out of this job. Lord, take me out of this situation or this season. Ah, but lest you pray 
a prayer too soon, God says, I may have you there because I've divinely placed you there and you may despise being there. But the reason I've got you there is because in a moment you never expect I'm going to show up there, not to where you wanted me to be, but I'm going to show up right there and I'm going to do something for you that couldn't do nobody else do. And you sure enough couldn't do it for yourself. Help me, God. And I really came to preach to somebody who needs to hear this word in a season that no matter how adverse it may be, no matter how people get on your last nerves there, oftentimes God will place you in seasons of adversity to develop you for your next season. And hear this. The lesson we can learn from this man at the temple gate is simply this. What some view as an insignificant placement, God can make it sufficient for your miracle. There he is. You see him? He's there. He's begging. Seemingly insignificant. People walking over him, going into the house of prayer. And we don't know how long he's been there, but it was long enough for people to recognize who he was even subconsciously after he has been healed. That's why you cannot trip when people don't recognize you where you are because God's got always got something on the other side of the miracle that they didn't even expect. That's why you can't despise where you are. Uh, let me tell you, there, there was a story of a pastor who received an appointment from a bishop and that pastor did not, he wasn't really feeling the placement of his assignment. Did, didn't, didn't think the placement exactly suited his abilities. So this friend overheard him complaining one day about this very thing to another pastor then said to this complaining friend, said, you know, the world is a better place because Michelangelo did not say, I don't do ceilings. (laughs) And then the friend started reflecting on the attitudes of key people throughout the scriptures and throughout the history of the church and he said you know the world is a better place because a German monk named Martin Luther did not say I don't do doors then he proceeded to say that the world is a better place because an Oxford don and theologian named John Wesley did not say I don't do preaching in fields and he said the world's a better place because Moses didn't say I don't do pharaohs or mass migrations and I don't do water. He said the world's a better place because Noah didn't say I don't do arcs or animals. He said the world's a better place because Rahab didn't say I don't do enemy spies. 
lies. He says the world's a better place because Ruth didn't say I don't do mothers in law. He said the world's a better place because Samuel didn't say I don't do mornings. The world's a better place because David didn't say I don't do giants. He said the world's a better place because Peter didn't say I don't do Gentiles. He said the world's a better place because John didn't say I don't do deserts. He said the world's a better place because Mary didn't say I don't do virgin births and the world's a better place because Paul didn't say I don't write and he said the world's a better place because Mary Magdalene didn't say I don't do feet and he said the world's a better place because Jesus didn't say I don't do crosses and so before you start despising where you are you better look at your life and say if God is for me who can be against me if God brought me here I am divinely placed to be where I am right now somebody give God glory because you are where you are right where you need to be at this stage in your life doing exactly what God wants you to do help me Ah, there's power and divine placement God has you there for a reason it can get tough sometimes I know but he's got you there because your testimony is being built in a way that you've never experienced it's power of divine placement oh my God but then he teaches us number two the power of divine connections Dr. Scott, I love this because there are there is power in God divinely connecting the relational dots in your life to people that you never expected to come in your life. And God said, I ordained them before you even got here. And the reason why I ordained them is because at some point they're going to bless you. <laughs> I want you to notice with precision how Peter and John approached this man in verses 1 and 2 of Acts chapter 3. Luke, who is a writer of Acts, gives us a very precise indication of how Peter and John meet this man. Don't you miss it. It's right there in the text. You got your Bibles open? Here it is. It says... And one day, somebody say one day, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. Three o'clock in the afternoon on one day. Verse two says, and a man lame from birth was being carried in. Okay, three of y'all got it. Let me say it one more time. Bible says, one day, three o'clock, Peter and John are on the way to the temple to pray. Verse two says, and a man, lame from birth, was being carried in. I told you Luke writes with precision. It didn't say he was already there. One day, Peter and John going to the temple to pray, three o'clock. At the same time, a man is being brought in. When he 
saw Peter and John, verse 3, going into the temple. Then he asked for alms. Which means there were people who were already gone into the temple. Which suggests that Peter and John were perhaps the last going into the temple. And Peter looked intently at him as to John and said, look at us. Bible says, and he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. One day they're going in to pray at the same time a man is being brought in. Now, I don't know what in the world got Peter and John's attention, but there must have been something about this man's drop off that captivated them and convinced them that this is going to be the very first apostolic miracle after the day of Pentecost. On Pentecost, 3,000 joined the church, but we ain't seen no miracles. This is the first recorded miracle after the day of Pentecost, right here at a gate with precision when God brings men of faith who had just been filled with the Holy Spirit to meet a man who's being carried to a gate called beautiful. Help me God. What, what I really want to share with you, family, is that it speaks to the ability of God to connect you to the right people at the right times. I'm going to tell you why this is so important. Because divine connections are always the most memorable. Y'all, we're talking about this story thousands of years later. Everybody knows the man who has been healed at the gate called Beautiful. And Peter and John become known for being used to heal them. And this lame man is the beneficiary of God's divine connection. I want to tell you, you need to pay attention to all the divine connections that God makes in your life. Now, I am sure there were people that were just walking by and that's the same thing that will happen in many of our lives. People will come and people will go. That's why you don't need to have have a crying pity party when people come and they just passing on through. It was God's divine will for them to come and pass on through. But the issue that we have, we want them to come and as they pass it on through, we want to grab them and say, stay. Can I tell you, you need to release any and everybody in your life that has held you in any type of box because I can promise you at the right place, God, at the right time, in the right season, God will bring the right person where you need them to be he will drop them right there and then the holy ghost will start doing the holy ghost things and then you know because they add more value to your life that right there is a divine connection is there anybody that can give god glory because you can point to some times over your life that god put you there put them there didn't know you were going to be there but it was a divine connection and now your life is changed forever Oh, and can I tell you, let me tell you this, while the pot is still on the stove, we are from Mississippi, Doc, I keep telling we, we are from, we are from Mississippi. There will be other people who will be absolutely perplexed when God connects you to people they didn't expect. They start asking, 
how in the world did you get connected to them? How, how, how did you get married so quick? How did you get that letter of recommendation to that school or to that job? And I want you to say, don't try to explain yourself. Just say God did it. They say God did it. Stop trying to debate with everybody. And hear this and hear me clearly. Don't ever diminish your divine connections to pacify insecure people. Who wish they had the same kind of relationships. I'm going to tell you why. Because, hear this, some people will never realize the glory of divine relationships because they think they are above everyone else. They drink a different kind of water. Come from a different side of the track. I want to tell you, but when you are humble enough and you start to fix your eyes and connect your heart to people who may not have the same pedigree as you may not have gone to the same schools or being raised in the same neighborhoods, but you fix your eyes on a God who can connect you to unsuspecting people who will bless your life. Then you open up every possibility for God to use you and others in a way that you never expected. Don't you be so bougie that you can't allow God to open up your heart and your life for other people to bless you and give you a a new opportunity to get to where God has called you to be. Uh, uh. The power of divine relationships. So I want to ask you this as a close. How are you allowing God to bring divine relationships into your life that will change the trajectory of where you're going? How are you allowing even in this space, the church, for God to connect you divinely to people who will pour into you. It's the power of divine placement. The power of divine connections. But as I close, I want to tell you there's the power then of divine disruption. You know, as I'm looking at these young people, Dr. Scott... I'm recognizing that there have been study after study that have been done throughout the pandemic that note that COVID-19 has affected Generation Z unlike any other generation. Even in comparison to my millennial generation or Generation X. It noted from the Washington Post, this article, the survey results reported that younger Americans, especially those in Generation Z, are experiencing isolation and loneliness and stress because of the coronavirus pandemic. And they are also being more exposed to the pandemic's adverse impacts on the economy than any other age group, which will have an effect on their education 
and their career goals and the social lives that they live compared to any other generation. And if this is true, as I suspect it is, we are now engaging a generation that is searching for more solutions to more problems than ever before, which means that the church in and of itself must become a disruptor in culture so that we can provide more services and help to these young people and to all of y'all and even those beyond this place who are dealing with the vicissitudes of life because of COVID-19. And can I ask anybody, do you recall how hard this pandemic has been? Anybody had some moments during this pandemic that you said, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to make it. If you don't get me up today, I don't know if I'm going to get up. Lord, I'm about to lose my mind. I'm about to slap somebody else and I'm about to lose it right now. But you recognize that here it is in the midst of all of your worrying and all of your burdens. God found a way to disrupt your thinking. And God said, baby, you are still mine and whom the sun sets free. I ain't forgot yet. It's still free indeed. I'm done. There is power in divine disruption. When you read Acts chapter 3, you are seeing the best case study of divine disruption. And he fixed his attention on them. Expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, I already know what you want. Done this before. You're not the only beggar around, but there's something about you. You see something about us, but let me tell you what we don't have. Silver and gold, we do not have. But what we have, until you become content with what you do have, you will never be satisfied with what you want to have. Until Jesus becomes your source and your portion, all his own, you will never be satisfied with the car that you want or the house that you've been praying for driving through neighborhoods saying that's going to be mine but how often do you come to church how often are you reading your word how often are you serving how often do you say and declare that Jesus is mine until you're content with what you have and who you have you'll never be satisfied with what you want to have Silver and gold we do not have, but what we have, we give you. Here it is. Are y'all ready? I want to see if we at church. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. That's disruption. And the Bible says... They took him by the right hand and raised him up. And here's your next shout word. Immediately. 
every now and then you will see that God works progressively. But there are some things that God will do in your life and he will do it. Am I talking to anybody that's been praying for something immediately? I understand he can do it progressively and that's all right. But every now and then I need God to show up right now on the spot because I ain't got time to waste on this. God, I need you to do it immediately. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And then here's a second disruption. Are you ready? But I can't just stay where I am when God starts to move in my life. I can't just remain here in this spot when God has done something immediately that I never thought God would do. So the Bible says, and jumping, he stood up and began to walk and he entered the temple with them. Now, I like this because when you are divinely connected to somebody, they don't just see something happen to you and start leaving you. No, they start celebrating with you and they start walking the journey with you. Come here right quick. Be careful of selfish Negroes who don't want to walk on the journey with you because they see what God is doing in you. And with them, he starts walking and leaping. And I love this. Here's a third disruption. He is praising God. Now, now here, here is what you don't understand. When he's praising God, the Bible says there are people on the inside who have not seen what has happened on the outside. And the Bible says, verse number nine, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. And verse 10 says, and they recognized him as the one, I love this, who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And here is where you will confound people when they don't understand all of the things that God has done and is doing in your life. The Bible says, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at just what had happened. Can I tell you, there are some things that God is going to do for you that when you go back to work tomorrow, that when you go to your house and you're with your friends and your frat brothers and your sorrows, even your pew members, they're going to look at you and say, what in the world happened to you? And I need you to say, God did it. Is there anybody right now that can just say, look at me? Because when you look at me, you are looking at signs and wonders. You are looking at God's amazing work to perform and if it had not been for the Lord on my side I don't know where I would be goodbye St. Paul but can I give you one more thing because when Luke writes Acts Luke is not just writing this particular text to tell us and show us how a brother got hooked up with a healing at a gate it's more than that we read a book of prophecy. We read a New Testament that connects a Jesus back to an Old Testament. So when they go into the temple and this man is leaping and jumping, 
The Bible says when you read in Isaiah chapter 35, verse number 6, it is an illusion that Isaiah makes clear that Luke sees this miracle as the fulfillment of the prophetic utterance of Isaiah. So when you read Isaiah Here's what it says. And then the lame shall leap like a deer. So when the people see him leaping and jumping in the temple, they say, my God must be real. Because in Hebrew school, we read Isaiah and we knew that when Jesus showed up, he would start healing people and they would start leaping and jumping just like the deer. But can I tell you, that's not just his prophecy, but it's also you and I. That is because when God starts working in your life, there should be something that leaps in you. There should be something that jumps in you. That when the enemy tried to hold you down, God said, you can get right back up. And is there anybody that can help me close this little sermon that can testify at one point? point I was down but now I've been raised high at one point I was distressed but now God has lifted up my head at one point I didn't know what I was going to do but now God has brought me into greater somebody give him glory right about there because something's leaping in you I'm done I'm done divine disruption but can I tell you as I take my seat Dr. Scott, what got me about this brother is that when he is healed at the gate, it sets off a chain of reactions in the rest of scripture and even throughout history. Hear this, when the man goes praising and leaping into the temple, it changes the course of the Greco-Roman culture because he praised God. The religious leaders would intensify their persecution of the apostles in Jerusalem and the church would then experience a long period of turmoil for the sake of Christ. And because the apostles were persecuted, they would ultimately arrest a man named Stephen. And then they tried to intimidate Stephen. But Stephen was filled with the Holy Spirit and stood strong in the faith. And after a trial, gave his life for the cause. I'm trying to show you how God can disrupt things. And because Stephen stood strong in the faith, when you read Acts chapter 7, we are introduced to a man named Saul, who was a Roman citizen with a Hebrew name. And because Saul ordered the death of Stephen, he becomes feared throughout the region. But because Saul is leading the persecution of the church, he decides to expand his enterprise to a place called Damascus. But on the road, he is encountered by the post-Pentecostal representation of the risen Christ going to Damascus. And because he encounters Jesus headed to Damascus, he no longer uses his Hebrew name, but now he becomes an apostle to the Gentiles and he uses his Roman name, Paul. 
And because of the ministry of Paul, we now have churches forming across the Greco-Roman world. And because we've got more churches, we now got more evangelism. And because we've got evangelism, the good news is spread throughout the world for centuries. And because the good news is spread across the world for centuries, it would arrive on the stolen lands of America. And it would become known right here in our nation. And in 1832, evangelists would then arrive to New York City and they would start preaching the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm still talking about disruption. And because the good news would reach to New York in 1832, the American Baptist Home Missionary Society would be established. And because the American Home Mission Society was established, the vision for an institution in Mississippi to educate black teachers and preachers started to emerge. And because this vision emerged in 1877, Natchez Seminary was born. And because Natchez Seminary was born, Jackson College was born in 1899. And the very next year, the good news made it to Charlotte, North Carolina. And in April of 1900, a small group of y'all organized St. Paul Baptist Church. And because Jackson College was organized in 1899 and St. Paul organized in 1900, there was a born a line of preachers who would be developed. And because preachers were developed at the university and the church over 116 years later, God would raise up a young preacher from Monticello, Mississippi named Robert Charles Scott. He would educate him at Jackson State. He would send him to St. Paul. And because he's at St. Paul, he invited me to preach. And because he invited me to preach, I want to tell you, look at you now. Look at you now. You still making it. Look at you now. God's still opening doors. Look at you now. You gonna make it. Look at you now. Somebody shout, look at me now. Look at me now. Look at me now. In Jesus' name, look at you now. Come on, let's give God praise for this powerful, prophetic, prolific word. We could do a whole lot better than that. Let's thank God for the preaching of Dr. Kevin Muriel. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. What a word. What a word. What a word. Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I, we, who was that word for? 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 I want to take this opportunity right now because the key thing in that text is not Peter and John and who they were. It it, it ain't even the lame man. It's the named man. (laughs) That, That at the name of Jesus... Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Here's what I'm trying to let you know. 
You can't get what God has for you without that name. And I want you, give me five minutes. I want you, that if you're in this house, to leave knowing that name. I want to lead you in a prayer because we have heard from heaven in a very powerful way. We've heard from heaven in a very powerful way. I want you to leave this place knowing that name for yourself. If you're here right now, I want to lead you in a short prayer. Prayer of new life, prayer of brand new start. And I'm going to ask that you will repeat this prayer after me. And for those of us who've made this decision some time ago, it's just a reminder. But if you're making this decision right now, I'm going to ask you to make a choice and to make an act. And predicated upon the choice and the act that you made, you can leave here with the power of this name. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Repeat out to me, God, I thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die for my sins. I believe he died on a cross. I believe you raised him from the dead. And I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, send your Holy Spirit into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Help me be the person you want me to be. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, God, for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer. Amen. Keep those heads bowed just for a moment. Hear me and hear me well. If you're in the house, you just prayed that prayer. If you're in the physical sanctuary, you just prayed that prayer. And you're not sure where you stand with God. You want a relationship with God through the confession of your faith in Jesus Christ. If you just prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer in your head, in your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? If you meant that prayer, if you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you meant that prayer in your head, in your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ right now, if you got your hand up, I want you to do me this favor. I want you to do God the wonderful pleasure. If you got your hand up, I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down right now. If you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ by confessing him as Lord and Savior, if you put up your hand, I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down right now. Right now. I would love for you to come down. Love for you to come down. Love for you to come down. Here's my second call, and this may reach you wherever you are. If you're here, and you're saying to yourself, listen, pastor, that preacher preached a great word today. And, and, and I don't have a church home that I'm really connected to. I've been coming to St. Paul, like how you all are vibing. I've been coming to St. Paul, like how you all doing things. I want a church home. Guess what? I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. If that's you, if you don't have a church home, would you hold up your hand? Is that someone coming? Is that someone coming? God bless you. Come on. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. If you don't have a church home, if you're not sure about where you stand, I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on. Let's give God praise for this brother. Because guess what? He's like the man that was at the temple. But at the name of Jesus, God's going to give him what he needs right now. Will there be another? Will there be another? If you, Do me this favor. If you're not sure where you stand as far as having a pastor, I want to be your pastor. If you don't have a church home, 
We would love for you to make St. Paul your church home. If that's you, do me this favor. Hold up your hand if you don't have a church home. If you haven't consistently been going to the same church. If you're not connected to a church, would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. 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 If you got your hand up, if I could be your pastor, I would love for you to come on down. If this church can be your church home, we would love for you to come on down. We would love for you to come on down. We would love for you to come on down. Will there be another? 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 St. Paul, I want you to do me this favor. Can you help me to celebrate this brother that has come? I think we could do a whole lot better than that. God bless you, my brother. Usually what I would do is I would give you a hug. We would celebrate. Thank God. I'm just going to do you a fist bump. Listen, God is a keeper and a healer even now. And this is what I want to say to you that was said in the text. Get up. Move on. God can do whatever God wants to do in your life progressively or immediately. But if you say yes to God, God will say yes to you. So guess what we gonna do, brother? I want you to go. You see those lovely ladies over there? I want you to go over there. They're going to take you in the back real quick. Help you to understand your reason for coming. But this is what we gonna do for you, my brother. As you make that walk, we gonna shout and give God praise for you. As a matter of fact, it's gonna be the biggest shout. You gonna think you are running back for the Carolina Panthers. So if you would, let's go. St. Paul, what can we do? We could do a lot better than that. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. He don't even want the wheelchair. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, St. Paul. Come on. Listen. If you are watching us on Facebook, on our website, you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, type in salvation in the chat when our digital minister is going to reach out to you. I hadn't forgotten about you online. If you're watching us on YouTube or on telephone, email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at the church office at 704-334-5309. If you're also watching us on Facebook or on our church website, and you want to unite with us as a to become a part of the St. Paul Church, type in connect in the chat. Our digital minister is going to reach out to you or email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call the church office at 704-334-5309. By 5 o'clock tomorrow, someone from my office will reach out to you to let you know what the next steps are. Amen. Can you, St. Paul, help me to celebrate the gift that God has sent us? Can you help me to celebrate this preacher, Dr. Kevin Muriel? Come on. Let's give God praise. Thank you so much. And can we celebrate our graduates? Everybody that is able, stand on your feet. Everybody that's able, stand on your feet. We get ready to close out. It's been a great worship service. Thank you, brothers, for blessing us with your gift of song. Thank you to our ushers for being on post. Thank you to our media ministry team and our medical team and our first impression ministry. And uh, thank you to our worship leaders. And
and participants for doing a fabulous job as far as today is concerned. God, we come and we thank you for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and our spirits have experienced in this place. And as we leave from this place and space, but never from your presence, power, nor provision, keep us in your sovereign care until we're able to come back in study or in work. As we leave from this place, oh God, we pray that you will put a hedge of protection around us. God, for this preacher, uh, Doctors Muriel, we pray, oh God, that you will bless Ashley and Kevin as they get ready to head back to Atlanta and give them traveling grace and mercy. Restore his energy and strength for all that he has poured out to us. Thank you, God, for these graduates and as they prepare to be propelled into their future, oh God, let your grace be upon them. Now, Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. And now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy to the wise God, our Savior, be majesty and glory both now, henceforth, and forevermore. And the people of God said, amen. Amen. Be blessed in the Lord. I love you, but God loves you even more. Have a strong, blessed week in the Lord. We're going to do a big group picture. All the graduates, come on. We're going to do a big group picture. Dr. Kevin, if you would be, be in this as well. All the graduates, come on. We're going to do a big, do a big group picture. I wish I was getting money like y'all got. All the graduates, all the graduates, all the graduates. All right, do we have all the graduates? Do we have all the graduates? All right, Deb, get get them, get us straight. All right, brothers, if you would get on, tall brothers, get on the top row. All right, Trinity, come down here. All right, Nyla, all right. Uh, Sister Wallace, if you would go on the go on the second row, yeah, no, uh, second one, one more row, one more row. There you go. All right, all right, all right. Scoot on over, scoot on over, scoot on over. All right, 
y'all make sure y'all got your goods and all this stuff. All right, come on over. All right, all right. Dr. Kevin, if you will come down here, I'll go over here. Take your mouth off and hold your breath. <laughs> 